I'm from, if we're, I'm from Michigan. My mom born in Tennessee, she did uh, hear barely, I'm a Yankee. And so she in Detroit and I'm a Pontiac. So we, my wife been chasing me everywhere I go. And uh, I tried to flee, but it didn't work. But we got married, we've been married 39 year anniversary in March. And so it was a blessing. So I've been in the ministry about 40 years. I was a teacher. I was a, a pastor, and now I'm a missionary. And so we're trying to train that man, be the pastor, the leader. That's what we do. And my home church in North Knoxville, Tennessee, called Clinton, uh, Clinton, Tennessee, they call Store Death Baptist Church. Brother Fred Adams, some of you know, some do not. And I know him well for many years. And we were trying to build a Store Death Baptist College. And uh, it would be in Anderson Field, Tennessee. We have 100 acres of land. We're trying to build a dorm. And we had about four or five people move from California to, uh, you know, North Knockfield, and they would take some class. We had about 13 ladies who were hearing, learned interpreter. And they're going to be graduate uh, this coming in the spring. So we're trying to build a trained deaf man, be the pastor leader to what we do. And everywhere we go, we had a great opportunity. And I wanted to share with you a little bit and uh, trying to explain uh, why we're doing it. And uh, there's a great need. Um, let me explain to you why we're doing it. Why we build a deaf church and deaf college? What was the purpose? That the deaf population in the world is over three million deaf. Over 300 million deaf around the world. How many deaf in population in the USA? It's over 30 million in the United States of America. And I want you to understand that there are over 70 different sign languages in around the world. There's only 2% the deaf are born again Christian. 2%. We have more than 1,500 deaf die every day. We had over 2,100 deaf are born every day. You know, mom and dad have deaf children, and they didn't learn the sign language. But about 92% of the deaf children have hearing parents who do not know sign language. This is why we try to build a deaf ministry and deaf church. We want to train deaf man to be a pastor leader. Everywhere we go, we have a wonderful deaf ministry, but only two things are missing. We're the deaf children. And we're the deaf teenager. This is the area we're missing. That's why we ever pray for deaf man be a pastor leader. No, we're, we're praying for interpreter. It's nothing wrong to be interpreter. It's wonderful. It's a blessing. But we ever pray for deaf man be a pastor leader. How many deaf church we have in the United States? You use the King James Bible and the independent Baptist church. Not much. Everywhere I go, we had hearing. 
And everywhere we go, we add to deaf ministry. Right now, we've set up about 10 deaf churches. So far, my pastor and I, Brother Fred, and I got one set up in Chicago. And about 10 years ago, Waverwood Baptist Church, you know, Dr. Phil Stringer used to be my pastor. And we started about uh, four deaf, and David Garcia, the deaf pastor, and he got I. Uh, fall in the eye eye tunnel. And uh, he started for death, and now today he had about 35, 45 death. And, and, and when, when we have to use the fertility to pay the rent. You don't have money to build a death church because the inflation price is so high in Chicago. How many of you ever been in Chicago? Everybody here? Uh, you're, you're crazy. <laughs> Something wrong with you. Man. But, you know, I never dreamed to start the death ministry in Chicago, but they're growing. We need to pray there's a great need. There, there is a deaf uh, church. It was a lady who are a pastor, and I do not agree. It's really sad. And so I don't agree with that. There's no such thing the Bible says women be a pastor. Well, I wanted to train that man to be a pastor and leader. And set up a deaf ministry and build a deaf church. Both. That's a great need. We're talking about over 30 million deaf in the United States in America don't hear the gospel. I want to reach them, give them an opportunity to communicate in our language. Why are we doing that? Number one, unconditioned opportunity. Number two, spiritual growth. Number three, role model. You guys got that, but the deaf don't get that. They missed an opportunity. That's why we're trying to encourage. That's why we need to communicate in our language. American Sign Language is not universal, by the way. Many pastors, many church believe it is universal, but it's not. It's completely different. And let me be interesting. In Michigan, we'll sign garbage. Ohio will sign garbage. Kankakee was time the garbage. Is they interesting? They're north and south and west and east a little different. And so they're all different signs. There's only one sign language in universal, it's Jesus. Even Vietnam, Japanese, uh, they all know one sign language who are deaf, it's Jesus. They know that. That universal. They're the great need. That's why. And we're trying to reach the death, preach the gospel, and hear the word of God. That's why we're surrendering our life. Brother, Brother Fred Adam and myself, we have a dream to set up a deaf college. And so last year, we, I teach in the, uh, 1 Peter chapter 1 through 5. And they are so excited through that and study the word of God. And I take me three weeks to teach them. And I teach him how to use a strong concordance and never dream for that, never been taught. And they give an opportunity to grow spiritually and there's a great need. I want to help them grow. I want to give them an opportunity to grow because right now I believe the Lord is coming soon. We need to go out and preach the gospel and get deaf who are unsaved and get saved before the Lord comes. I don't want to spend my time in life of and time is very short. I don't want to wait in the time too late. 
There's a great need out there. <clears throat> Many times a death thought, and it, I'm had to cheat to death. You know, when you collect the money and the love, you know, offering, death think, oh, I'm joined a death uh, like the uh, hearing church club. No, that's what death see. And you understand the death think to be a member of the church to be say on the way to heaven. It don't work that way. Death think to be baptized under the water on the way to heaven. Water don't save you. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. Right. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Not the water, not the church, not the pastor, not the church member, not the money. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Right. That's important. That's why we're trying to reach them, the great need. We want to give them an opportunity to grow, and that's why we're here. And I have a prayer card back there at the table, you'll see. There's a BIO, BIO, Baptist International Outreach, from Jefferson uh, City, Tennessee. John Yingley, he's the director. David, um, and all the information in the back, my home address and detail. I live in Kentucky, and we're trying to deputate and raise support to move to the Tennessee. And I want to train deaf man, be the pastor, and I want to help him set up a deaf church and deaf ministry. And I got one church they are interested in Florida. They want me to help them to develop a deaf ministry. We have one deaf guest say, and the pastor's so thrilled looking forward to me to come there. And I'm so excited. There's a great need. I can't do anything. I need your prayer. I need your support. And I do teach the deaf. Can deaf understand the King James Bible? Absolutely. I'm teaching them, and I help them. You know, in the Bible, I'm going to give you a sample. In the book of Mark, chapter 7, verse 37, it says, He had done all things well. He made the both the deaf to hear and the word dumb to speak. The word dumb, I'm going to make a little bracket after the dumb. It, it dumb means unable to communicate. It does not mean stupid. It does not mean dumb or idiot. It means unable to communicate. Right. This is why many people misunderstand it. That's why I want to help with that. Let me see if you can understand. Do you understand me? That's where the deaf come from. Right. You need to be thankful you can hear. Right. You need to be thankful yeah. many things. But you know, deaf don't think they're handicapped. They're not handicapped. They're just deaf. Right. We have our own name. We have our own community. There's a great need. That's what we're here for. And so I appreciate your prayer. And here the paper back there on the table. It's called Antioch and Anadandra. Antioch, that word, the King James Bible, 1611. Alexandra, the record courts used the wrong Greek to Hebrew. Right. This is a show like a blueprint, and nobody can't argue with that. You can grab one, help yourself, it's free. Then that's what I do. And so you pray for me, and I want to work in the Bible for the deaf and try and encourage them 
Now don't change the King James trying to use the color code. It's like red represents Jesus speaking and blue represents God speaking. Purple represents Holy Spirit. And this is why I make a little breath and explain the word dumb mean unable to communicate. This is what I do. And you know, Dr. Wade, you talk about divine King James Bible. That's a similar what I'm doing. And also working the pronoun, who she, who him, who I. I don't change the King James. I just make a little breath, a little parenthesis, you know. Who he, we talk about Jesus. Who he, talk about Apostle Paul. Talk about you, talk about me. Anything to help the deaf. Deaf is more in visual. You're more hearing. You've got to understand, you grew up by hearing, deaf grew up by eye. It's completely different. Completely different. And I know it's a great opportunity. This is why we're trying to do. And we had, we, so far we had 10 deaf churches. And we're trying to grow an opportunity. And your pastor told me I have to preach and it's very short and I'm going to try my best. And uh, I know everybody wants to go home. And so this is what I'm planning to do. Um, let's see if I find my message here. Now, let me explain to you. I am profound deaf. I'm not 100% hearing. My ear is not like 2020 word glasses. You understand that? I can, familiar vocabulary word, I can able to hear. I wear two hearing aids. I've been, I've been, grew up at age two months old. I had ear damage from the Germany, Mizo. And that's what I grew up. I wear one, one hearing aid. Now I wear two hearing aids. And my wife wanted to argue with me, I'll turn the hearing aid off. <laughs> if she's thigh language, I'll turn the life off. <laughs> if you say amen, raise your hand, that's fine. If you say amen, the Bible up in the air, that's loud and clear. If you say amen to two hands, that's too loud. <laughs> oh, dear. Amen. All right. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. How many here who got beautiful feet? Everybody raise your hand. Who got beautiful feet? Beautiful feet you ever have. Anybody got beautiful feet? Well, you're laughing. It's not. It, it, it's, it's normal. I got beautiful feet. So are you. And so are your pastor. Everybody poked to wave your hand, you do have a vertical feet. Let me open you the Bible, book of Mark, uh, book of Roman. Book of Roman, chapter 10. See what God has to say about beautiful feet. Roman chapter 10. Look at verse 14 and 15. I want you to understand before I read the scripture. I am an old-fashioned. An old-fashioned does not mean oh, 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 people. <laughs> no. Old-fashioned means Jesus is the same in past, present, and the future. Right. Amen? Amen? Okay. Jesus, do, the Lord don't change. His word don't change. That's old-fashioned. That's right. 
There's nothing new today. There's nothing new in the future. It's always the same in the past. It's going to be the same today. It's going to be the same in the future. That's the old fashioned. There's nothing new. Many people think, oh, let's do new things, new music, new anything. No. There's no new gospel. There's no nothing. Jesus is the same in the past, present, and the future. Amen? Now, book of Romans, chapter 10, and look at the first 14. It said, How then shall they call on him in who they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without the preacher? Verse 15, And how shall they preach except they be sent? It is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel to peace and bring glad and tidings and a good thing. Let shall we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you to be here. What a pleasant people here. We're here to honor you, Lord. I pray that I ask you to help me to preach your word, not my word. Help me to clear, to understand your word. Help me to say the word in pronunciation and help me to clear it and touch their heart and their mind. And I have the Holy Spirit touch their heart. And you understand why we're here to beautiful feet. And I pray you apply to this servant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Bible says you got beautiful feet. That means everybody got have beautiful feet. It doesn't matter how big, how small, how I mean how your toe that big and your toe so small. You got a beautiful feet. That means you can do anything to serve the Lord. I'm always so thankful. That's why we're a missionary. We got beautiful feet. That's why we go out knocking the door. We got beautiful feet. That's why we're here to go to church. We got beautiful feet. And we're going to tell somebody the good news. He, the Lord, is coming soon. We're going to go out and preach the gospel. There's a great need. Everybody needs to know. Well, what did the Bible say? I want you to understand that glad tidings mean the good news. Jesus died on the cross for you and for me. That's why he couldn't call 10,000 angels to come to destroy the world, but he did not. He told the angels, stay back, and he died for you and for me. He could, but he didn't. Open your Bible, book of Matthew, chapter 28. You may be familiar with that. Matthew, Matthew chapter 28. Look in the first 18. Matthew chapter 28, first 18. Verse 18, that Jesus came and spake unto them and say, All power is given unto me in the heaven and the earth. It said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, to teach them to observe. You see the word O-B-S-E-R-V-E? It means 
Obey mean action. Do it. Obey. All thieves whatsoever I command you. Who I? Jesus command you. And look. He said, Lo, I am with you always, even in the end of the world. Amen. He said, Go, preach the gospel. Go, go, go. Go up there. It's a great opportunity. The Lord said, If you love me, keep my command. Where did you do that? And let me ask you, how much do you love the Lord? You said, I love the Lord that much, but you obey the Lord that much. Uh oh. You maybe love the Lord that much. The Lord will punish you, He'll punish me. But He said, If you love me, keep. When I ask you how many people went to Chicago, everybody right here, well, look, it's not my dream, it's your dream. The Lord said, If you love me, keep my commandment. I obey his command, I go to Chicago. I'm in Chicago, my hair sticking out like, ah! The traffic killing me. I mean, ooh, man, my goodness, I won't let my, my wife drive the car, no way. <laughs> she make me nervous wreck. Yeah. But people are crazy. We went to Chicago. I went to Chicago to Kentucky, to Chicago, 10 times in one year, back and forth and back and forth. They're in a great need. It's almost 300,000 deaths in Chicago land. There's a lot of death there. I met one death in the Burger King in Chicago. I said, do you know we had deaf church here? Really? Yeah. You know David Garcia? Oh, yeah. Really? He's so exciting. And he wanted to help the pastor. Opportunity to serve the Lord. And then about five years later, he passed away. He's young, but he was so pleased. And we want him to get an opportunity. But the Lord said, if you love me, keep my commandment. But the Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, verse, verse 13 said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You and I can do the Lord. But the word strength means me, you had to have faith, the confidence. The confidence, now you're the silent, let me put my forehead in confidence. Hang on. That's the faith. Hang on. I have a confidence. I'm not giving up and let you go. That's what the sign that we talk about. This is what you do. The Lord is coming soon. This is what we do. And a great opportunity. I'm going to give you a real quick. And I'm going to give one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe. Woo. Believe me, you'll be fine. Trust me. Cain and Abel. Some of you know the story. Are you just saying that Cain and that Abel, he's a shepherd. Cain and Abel, trust God at Abel and do not follow the way Cain does. What that mean? Cain, he's a farmer. He, and the Lord said you have to forgive him your sin to grab the sheep and kill the blood on the land, forgive your sin. But the Cain said, uh-uh, I'm going to give you a fruit and festival. Forgive your sin. And Abel, over here, he never questioned him. He said, okay, I'll grab the lamb. And it had to be young. It didn't say female, it said male, young, boy, young, clean, perfect. 
never damaged, never cropped them, and grab that young. Make sure you feed it clean food, clean water. That never cropped them. You grab it, you count the blood, forgive your sin. And Abel never questioned. And God very pleased. And Cain over here, he do what I think is right in his own eye. Right. This is what we do every day. A lot of people out there, somewhere out there, do what I think is right. It's true. Missionary, pastor, church member, the caller, they do what I think is right in their own eye. Don't follow what Cain do. Follow what Abel. Why? Because when you read the book of Hebrews, in chapter 11, verse 4, by the faith, Abel it offended, made more excellent sanctify. Abel is excellent sanctify. He obey you and I to be like Abel. When Cain so jealous and killed the brother, but their brother, his spirit, is calling for help. And God asked Cain, where's your brother? Well, I don't know. But look at me. I'm more important than my brother. God not very pleased. He's not going to fellowship with him. Right. And he's not saved either. But Abel is. It makes a difference. Noah, Noah, the ark. Be faithful no matter what's happened. God's word is true. Noah obeyed what God asked him to do, build the ark. Today, we are build the church to remind me of the ark. Mr. Noah obeyed. He went over there and preached and preached and preached and 120 years and gave the opportunity. Come on, help me build the ark. Your pastor, let's say he's Noah. And he encouraging and begging, come on, help me build. Like, help me build the church. We're not talking about a building. We're talking about you and me. We are a church, not the building. Right. You know, Deaf didn't even think about that. We're talking about your church, your church, your church. What that mean? If you're a believer, you're a born-again Christian, you're a saved. If you're not saved, you're not a church yet. That's what we're here all together. That's what all about. If Noah trying to encourage him to help to build a church, I mean build the ark, and all the people over here and have a good time, get married, and eat food, boy, and have a party, and about eight people heard that noise, we're going to have no time to go and have fun. We're going to build that ark. And people group, and then he's just got it. Come on, let's check with Noah. <laughs> Uh, he built the ark, boat. Uh, he's he not. Noah, he needs psychology. He needs help. He's not normal. <laughs> but he's not crazy. He'd obey God's command. He'd obey. When the thunderstorm caught in a black cloud and people scared to death, it rained first day, second day, third day. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh, oh I could, I'm scared. Oh. And, it, and, and, and before, before it rained, God called the animal. 
Noah did not call an animal. My father-in-law believed Noah called called an animal to come to the ark. No, God did. You misunderstand, you've got to read God's Bible. His word, not the Noah. And God called all the animals to come to the ark, and the door closed, and people were scared of that, knocking the door. Noah, Noah, let me in. I'm sorry. I give you 120 years, 120 years a chance, opportunity. And what you do, you're having a good time, you're having a party, you're eating food, and whatever you want to do. You don't care about the Lord, you don't think about the Lord, you don't understand it. Time of life for sure. But back at that time, it's different than today. I don't know how long we're going to live. I wish I could live 500 years old, but not yet. Abraham, follow the Lord as Abraham did. Do not worry about future. Joseph, he is faithful to God. God can take bad things in our life. God will guide you in life in the right way. Do it right, no matter what happens. I feel like I'm 35 year old. I have energy and strength. Thank God for that. But I want you to understand. Long ago, I was 20 year old, maybe 19, 20 year old, and two men next to me. They're older than me, a little bit. And on Thursday in the morning, about before noon, we're gonna go out for vacation and go knock on the door. So we walk at that big house. I mean, a fancy big house, big white pole. I said, wow, they're knocking the door. I would run in the middle, two guys from between. And I want you to understand, I'm deaf, you know. And the guy, somehow they turn around and ran, get in the car, <laughs> close the door, roll the window up. And I'm just trying to look at the guy, what are you doing? And now I finally figured it out. There's a dog coming. <laughs> Big German trap. Now, I didn't hear it until I saw it coming around the side of the house. Oh, here he is. <laughs> he come over here. <laughs> and he come right close to my leg. You know, he barely touched my leg. I said, Lord, why me? Why did it have to be me? And I thought, well, let me see if I try it. I knock on the door. Your dog is loose. I thought that didn't work out. I said, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm, I'm just back for church in, in uh, Birmingham, uh, Michigan, and I'm here to share my heart and my testimony. I want you to let you know about this, such and such and such. I mean, I talk real loud. And then I'm going in the car, and I walk close to the car, and I said, okay, let me in. And the guy said, I said, what? The dog, the dog didn't eat me up. I mean, he just stand there and bark me. But funny, I'm deaf. I read the body language, the dog. And I recognize that dog obeys his commander, command, the ball. He rolled a whistle. That dog back up a little bit. He back it up a little bit. 
And I went in the car and went to Batsy. And the guy looked at me, are you going out and vegetation again? And that big grand mild smile. And I said, yeah, but if you ever do that again, I'm going to give you the no. <laughs> and they laughed at me too. I never forget that. I have a good time, and I had a bad time, but I'm still serving the Lord, no matter what. I'm still here. I'm still alive. I had somebody who got the gun at me. He said, get out of my property. Went, okay. But no matter what happened, Moses followed God's way. Joshua, trust God for the victory. Gideon, you know the Gideon, he won the victory, he obeyed God's way. Are you willing to do what? What you can serve God? God can use you. Gideon, he's a farmer. He's not a soldier. But God knew that he can use the Gideon. Gideon and I'm a farmer, I make bread. God know that. I'm going to use it to kill the soldier and destroy the soldier. You don't need a, you don't need a combine pole. You don't need a sword. You make all kinds of you follow what God had to do, and all the soldiers killing themselves. Wonderful. And then the same thing, and amazing. Elijah, stand up to be strong for God. And be strong. Open your Bible, John chapter 15, verse 5. There's a, I'm almost done. John chapter 15. John chapter 15, look at verse 5. The Lord said, I am the vine, ye are the branch, he that bindeth me, and I am in him, that same bring forth much fruit, for without me ye can do what? Nothing. You can't do nothing without the Lord. With him, without the Lord, you cannot. You cannot have a pastor without the Lord. You cannot have church without the Lord. You cannot be a missionary without the Lord. We need him right. every day. Right. I need him. My wife belongs to the Lord. I belong to the Lord. She better take care of me. I better take care of her. We need each other. We need the courage. We need the support. We need the help. We need the love. And I understand and be patient. We have a good testimony. Number one, stay close to God. Number two, stay close to your family and husband and wife and children. Number three, read the Bible, study the Bible, King James Bible, 1611. Number four, pray to God every day. Number, number five, do it right no matter what happens. Number six, stay faithful to God and church. Number seven, help each other. Number eight, witness to the other about Christ. And number nine, the last one. You ready? Give of your time, your talent, means spiritual gift, and your time. That's hard. You're talking about your time, your talent, your spiritual gift. You need to find your spiritual gift. And you've got to pay, you know, your tithe.
Everybody supposed to have beautiful feet. You need to thank the Lord how beautiful feet you have. But I remember when I was about maybe I was close around six or seven years old. I went to Knoxville, Tennessee back in 1960 before John F. Kennedy got shot. I remember it very well. I didn't know who was, but I figured it out. But we went to the handicap school, and I went to all school. We were the same school. The boy here on the wheelchair had no feet. He looked at me with my shoes on, and he called my name Butch. It's my nickname. He said, Butch, you have beautiful feet. And I look at him and say, how can you say that? You can't tell I got beautiful feet. I got my shoes on. The boy said, I know you have a beautiful feet. You can do a lot of things. You can kick the ball, you can run, you can walk. You do a lot of things, you have beautiful feet. But the boy said, don't worry, I'm fine. He's small, he can be. I got a beautiful feet too. My wheelchair, my feet. I can do a lot of things that you can't. Is that true? The boy can do a lot of things that I can't. His wheelchair is a beautiful feet. I didn't understand. I mean, I didn't understand him until later. Ah, he reminded me he is a Christian, a young man. I never forget that. That beautiful feet. It means something. The Lord can use you, your spiritual gift. Lord can use you. It doesn't matter if you're young, middle age, and older. Grandparent, parent, single, marriage. God can use you. Do not put poem put on the side. He can use you no matter what. Look, I am profound deaf. I didn't know I can preach. I didn't know I can teach. I didn't know I could do this and do that. You, the, I remember I got saved, and a young man asked me, to, it did, Mike, you're going to be a preacher. He said, uh-uh. I'm deaf. I don't, I don't have a ability. But I didn't know, but God got a plan. I was trying to be uh, going to military. I, I packed everything except my hearing. Man, I got mad. I want to be a policeman. No. My hearing. Oh, what can I do? What can I be? But God got a plan. Oh. I'm working full time for to serve the Lord. He will provide all my needs. He was there for me, no matter what. This is the most blessing. I cannot say home and watch TV. I want to serve the Lord. I want to teach the deaf in the college. I want to help someone build a ministry. I want to do it. I'm doing it for everybody. I'm here. I know sign of it, ASL. I need your prayer. I need your support. What can, this is what I can do. This is what Lord called me. There's a great need. Deaf out there and say thank you to pray for them. Thank you support. Thank you, opportunity. It means a lot to them. It's not about me. It's about death included. I'm here to serve the Lord. I'm to render my life. All money don't belong to me. 
It belongs to the Lord. And I pay my tithe, too. If I make $5,000 a month, I pay my tithe $500 a month, no matter what. Whatever I can do, that money belongs to the Lord. But he did provide my need when I'm helped to death. I want to help them. I want to encourage them. Unconditional opportunity, role model, and spiritual growth. I want to help the dead. What's your spiritual your gift? Spiritual gift. I want to help them. That God can use your skill, your ability. That's a great need. Tonight, I'm going to ask you, how many here you got beautiful feet? Everybody spoke to raise your hand. Everybody. Amen. Everybody spoke to have beautiful feet. No matter who you are, what you are. Now, I'm going to close. And we're going to have invitation. And I want you to listen. When you come to the front and talk to them, say, Lord, forgive me. I did not think about my beautiful feet. Can you use me? It's not the pastor's job. It's everybody's job. We all work together, brother and sister in Christ. He wants you to grow spiritually. That's a great opportunity. God can use your spiritual. He wants you to use your feet. That's a great opportunity. I want you to say, Lord, thank you for the feet. Thank you. I'm thankful, Lord. I can't wait to run, jumping down in society. I do anything I can. I like to kick ball, I like kick football, but I'm getting too old now. But, but the Lord can do many things. But the Bible said, God's word, that you, how beautiful feet that you have. It's not the pastor's job. It's your job, my job, everybody. We're together. Shall we all stand? Heavenly Father, I pray that you touch people's heart to understand about the death out there. We're surrendering our lives. And I pray that someone here never thought about beautiful feet that they never used. I pray you encourage them, give them an opportunity to bless them for beautiful feet they have. I'm so thankful for the beautiful feet you gave me. And I'm not giving up. It's a wonderful to do a lot of things. Thank you for my hand. Thank you for my feet. Thank you for my eye. Thank you for my many things to do. But beautiful feet to go out and preach the gospel. To reach unsaved. And I pray you touch their heart and her mind and heart open. And you give an opportunity to the Holy Spirit to touch them. In Jesus' name, and I pray. Amen. If God speaking to your heart, I'm encouraged you come and give an opportunity. Pastor. If God's spoken to your heart, the altar's open, music's playing. You know, God can use you. It's amazing. Sometimes we hold ourselves back and we say, well, I can't be used of God or uh, I'm, not, I'm not able to do things. And, and listen, God can use you in, in more ways than you would imagine if you would just surrender your life to him and say, God, I'm yours. There's lots of 
areas. There's lots of things that can be done. He went through several examples. One of the things that amazes me in Scripture is going through and, and seeing the people that he that God used. I, just like he mentioned, Gideon was used. Gideon thought, boy, I can't be used. Moses said, God, I, I can't lead the people out of Egypt. I, they're not going to listen to me. I, I'm a, I, I have a stuttering speech, and I can't be used of you. You could go through example after example after example in Scripture, but God uses people just like you and me. We have to be surrendered to Him. invitation to a close and again I appreciate your faithfulness being in the house of the Lord tonight and I appreciate that message brother and uh, the songs and why don't you and your wife head back to your table back there that way uh, if you can you can go right back there right now and uh, he'll be back at his table if you want to stop back there grab one of his prayer cards pray for him uh, maybe you have some questions you would like to talk to him uh, they'll be back there and uh, and I forgot I put some of the Easter invites on the back table and uh, so if you would like to grab one of a couple of those and uh, it is not too early to start working on people for Easter all right I started already and uh, when you see people hey just just plug Easter most people are open to coming for Easter and uh, and so put a plug in that and and say hey why don't you come for Easter and give them one of those cards they're back there on the back table uh, so stop back there and grab some of those, and that'd be great as well. All right. Uh, I think that's all the announcements I have. We have, of course, the funeral, the funeral dinner, if you're helping with that. Um, just be do your part and appreciate everyone plugging in and being available for that. And then um, we'll be back here on Sunday uh, for our service, Sunday morning. It's 10 o'clock, and uh, we'll see you then. All right. God bless. Uh, smile at somebody. Tell them you're glad to see them here this evening. <laughs>